and welcome to Oaks Online episode two. Uh, I'm Alice for those that didn't watch episode one and this gorgeous is Hannah. <laughs> Hello. So first of all I want to say a huge thanks to um, for all the comments and the feedback we got from episode one. It was all great. Uh, one of the comments from Janet uh, was really really great to read through so we're going to read through that now. In the end worship can never be a performance. Something you're pretending or putting on. It's got to be an overflow of your heart. Worship is about getting personal with God, drawing close to God. So thank you, Janet. That's great. So the hot topic for this week is the our spiritual journey, which Emma and Julia are going to go into more detail later. We've also got some worship from Dan as well, uh, and we'll be interviewing him and um, talking about his favourite worship as well. And there's a youth fest happening this week in Johnfield as well. And two of our teammates, Jack and Josh, they've been attending it. And hopefully we'll be able to hear a bit about it from them. This summer, our appeal is going to be around the area of healthcare. And we're going to be injecting hope. In Links International, healthcare is a very important part of what we do. In the United Kingdom, we rely on an incredible healthcare system that has carried us through this coronavirus pandemic to the current day where we're standing in relative freedom. But the reality for the 1.9 billion people living around the world in abject poverty throughout 2020 and 2021, the situation has been very, very difficult. And whilst you've joined with us in an incredible way to meet those needs and to reach out and to stand alongside our partners, we now want to go a step forward by providing healthcare training, putting projects in place that will help them move forward into this next season. We passionately believe that basic healthcare should be a right to absolutely everyone and shouldn't be based on where you may have been born. Will you join with us to provide training, resources and empowerment to people all around the world during this summer appeal? Will you help us to inject hope? Josh and I really enjoyed the youth fest last week and um, I actually got to play drums in the band there which was really good but I also enjoyed things like just being able to learn about God more and going out in John Field playing games exploring with my friends um, and of course I really enjoyed the meal at Cosmos and that was definitely a highlight for me as well. Hello so youth fest was very fun we learned about the science behind God and then like working with the Big Bang and how it was created and stuff. And we learned about uh, God sequences as well. So when something's like so brilliant that it's more than a coincidence, like God's behind it. But then we also did lots of fun stuff as well, like um, going to the park to play some games. That was really fun. We ate dinner at Sheffield at Cosmos. It was all a really nice time. I enjoyed it. It's, I'm definitely going to remember it for a while. Thanks, Jack and Josh. Looks like you've had an amazing time there. 
So following on from last episode, uh, we're going to ask Dan, one of our other worship leaders, to um, to, talk, to tell us what his favourite worship song is. So Dan, over to you. Hello. Um, so, well, one of my favourite worship songs anyway um, is Indescribable. Um, and uh, I'll try and describe why Indescribable <laughs> is one of my favourites. And I don't know, I suppose... You know, you ask the question like sort of like what what's what's God to you? What what does God look like? You know, is does he look like a man? Uh, is is he? I don't know. Do you, do you feel him like like he's there but you you can't see him? And I think indescribable is kind of perfect because there's so many. You know, you think of God, and I think of colours. I think of you know warmth. I think of a father. All those different things. I think of nature. Um, that could all be used to describe what, what, what God is to me. That's a great choice, Dan. Yeah, it really is. And I think in the song it also talks about God, uh, God's creations, which uh, sort of incorporates what Emma was saying about last episode and uh, how she, she likes to be out with nature. And that's how she, uh, she feels like worship and everything. So, yeah, can you tell us more about that? Yeah, I think I'm naturally quite an outdoorsy person. Um, I get life from, from being out in, in, in nature and I don't know um, I think I, there, there's a version of this song um, which um, has pictures of um, like you know things in space like galaxies and things like that you know um, and all the time scientists are discovering how much of an expanse there is out there and, and how beautiful it is and I suppose it I don't know, reminds us of like that the, the we're, we're quite small, you know, but at the same time, you know, and, and, and God is big, he's, he's majestic, but still he, he, he loves us, you know, um, he's, he's chosen us. So, I don't know, it's, there's so much you could say about it, but I think it's just being in awe of just of who he is and, and, yeah. I mean, what I suppose I was trying to come to the end was like, it's like we're so small, um, but yet still, we're, we're, we're made in God's image, you know, he, he's, he's chosen us, like he, he favours us, despite the fact that, you know, compared to everything, we're just, you know, tiny. And it's just amazing to think about that. We never think about how small we are, how, it's how small we are compared to our whole universe. Well, it's just indescribable. Beautiful thought. So now we're going to go on to the hot topic this week, which Emma and Julia are going to talk about now. Hello and welcome to this episode's Hot Topic. My name is Emma and this is Julia. Julia has prepared a talk for us this week on our spiritual journey, so that's what we'll be discussing together today. The, the whole talk will be available, it's on our website and our YouTube page if you want to check it out, but there will be excerpts today and we'll just unpack it together, discuss it, how it applies to our lives and how we can walk out on that mm -hmm. uh, together. But before we move into any excerpt, Julia, mm. I want to ask you, why are you bringing this topic, this hot topic, to us today? Um, I think we're all conscious of being on a spiritual journey, but we, uh, in our core team, recently we've been reading a book, working through a book. It's a very practical thing. And um, it's been quite a revelation, and it, it's just reminded me of how we can always be learning mm. and we can always allow ourselves to be changed. 
And I think that's something I, I know from my life, from becoming a Christian, that I've, I've really changed. And, and there's been points in my life where I seem feel like I've accelerated in change, and then perhaps there's been a lull. But um, there's always new things, and I think something we found with this book has been it's been really fresh mm. insight into how we can um, how we can change, how we can be transformed into the likeness of of God. You know, I think that's something that I didn't actually believe. I don't know if I believed it before I became a Christian or not. I can't say I gave it great thought, but I'm not sure I would have believed that people could change. Mm-hmm. You know how like some people, they might have hurt you and you might hear the, the term thrown around that, like, oh, they'll never change or something like that, you know, especially if people have hurt you like repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that, so since becoming a Christian, that's become something that I do firmly believe that we can be transformed mm-hmm. and change, but I'm not sure that is a view held by the general public in that sense. Would you agree with that, or do you disagree? Yeah, there's that old saying, isn't there? Leopard never changes its yeah, spots. Exactly. And, yeah, exactly. Um, but I've seen people change, and, and you often hear these amazing stories of people that have fallen on really hard times, or you know they've ended up in prison, or they've been on drugs, mm. and they've been in a really, really hopeless state, and then they've had an encounter with Jesus, and their lives have just been completely turned around. And you see these stories, I mean, I, I come across them all the time and, and stuff that I read, but even on programmes mainstream like Songs of Praise, you'll often get mm. somebody there sharing their testimony of how God just completely changed, changed their life, turned yeah. it around, and gave them a hope and a future and a purpose, which we're all born for anyway. I think that's where maybe what changed for me when I became a Christian is that I might have tried to change before in my own strength and I've tried since to change in my own strength and it just doesn't work, which is kind of what you're going to touch on today, hopefully, in the, in the talk a bit. We're talking about how if we work with God mm. and with his Holy Spirit that we believe is in us, mm-hmm. we can be transformed. Yeah. So mm. I'm going to deadly seriously now say to John, <laughs> QVT. <laughs> Julia and today I'm going to be speaking about our spiritual journey and transformation. So we finally come to the end of a fairly intense period of major sporting events including the Olympics and although I'm not really a sporting fan I do get drawn in and I always find myself wondering how these people who are often so young become so expert in their field Uh, Malcolm Gladwell, in his book Outliers, uh, asks these same questions and he delves into the lives of significant contemporary and past individuals who have really excelled in the areas of industry, business, science, medicine. Um, And he's really looking for any kind of common circumstances that can allow these people to, to excel. What are the common factors? But actually, he found that more and more often it was just a matter of the individuals um, spending over 10,000 hours practicing and developing their skills and interests. So in a sense, anybody can become an expert in something. I think we've come to appreciate the kind of dedication uh, that that 10,000 hours leads to as we've heard the uh, Olympians 
talk about the hours of practice and study and injuries and goodness knows what else they've they've gone through in order to get to be the best in the field and not all of us were born to be Nobel Prize winners or Olympians but we all do have potential to uh, achieve the best that we can the, the, be the best that we were created to be and in fact the teaching of Jesus and most of the New Testament helps us understand how we can uh, be that we can uh, how we can grow and develop individually and corporately as part of the church and the body of Christ. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, And we who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory are being transformed into his likeness with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So how does this happen and what does it look like? And as we are being transformed, it's obviously a process, but how, what? It's obviously an ongoing lifelong journey, but how does it happen? So as Julia's kind of already unpacked, we're already kind of getting into the territory now of how are we transformed? We touched on earlier that we believe that people can change, um, that God can come into people's lives and radically change them in a lot of ways. I know that's been my experience and Julia, you already touched on it. Mm -hmm. But um, I thought it would be good at this stage to just read a little excerpt from the book, mm -hmm. which touches on how we are transformed and perhaps what our pre-existing view would have been. Mm. So in the book it talks about transformation equals truth plus good choices plus power. That's what we perhaps would have understood it as. So the truth is about teaching God's truths and um, doctrine in our lives. Good choices is kind of our part on that, you know, acting out that. And the power is the Holy Spirit working in conjunction with God like we've already spoke about. But actually this book touches on something that Julia is going to unpack a bit later on in your little talk about the missing variable in that is love and attachment and how that actually needs to be woven in through it all, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Is that something that you would agree with? Is that your experience? Have you tried that formula without that and it failed or anything like that? I think we possibly all have and I think that's what this book um, has sort of almost sort of switched a light on for us that there's nothing wrong with what you were saying there no but actually we're now learning and it's it's all come from sort of neuroscience is that there can be so much more mm. and that um that if, as we walk into a room if we see a face that lights up because they're pleased to see us mm. that actually has an effect in our brain wow. and um and that kind of love and that attachment becomes a very kind of fertile area in our brain mm. so we absorb stuff and we we remember stuff and and we learn stuff um so it's much more it's kind of practical and i think what's been helpful with the book is that we you get exercises and you have to think back to times in your own life perhaps where you haven't felt loved or or you have mm. and and then you, you start to see those bits in your life where there's there's gaps and what is amazing is that, that God can come by his Holy Spirit and he can fill those gaps. We, we all have gaps. I mean, I'm mm. a parent and I know that I've <laughs> definitely created <laughs> gaps in my kids' lives. Um, you know, there are, there are parts of our lives where stuff's, stuff's gone wrong for whatever reason. Is this um, you confessing now? <laughs> <laughs> no. We need a separate excerpt. Absolutely not. <laughs> and, 
you know, it, it is amazing to think that Jesus can come and fill those gaps. He can bring healing and he can, a bit like when we learn these days that we can form new neural pathways oh, when something goes crazy. wrong in our brain. Yeah, I love that. Just, it's so new but so amazing. It's that same sort of thing that Jesus can do that in our lives and he can fill those gaps and heal those gaps and and keep us on this path of, of learning and loving and stuff. So I think it's really good imagery what you spoke about with the Olympics though and like mm. a journey because all of our journeys are different, aren't they? Yeah. And, uh, you know, my sport might be one sport and yours is another. And if you try to train in the way that I do, that's not going to be helpful. I just have to clarify that I don't do sports. No. Oh. <laughs> well, the analogy doesn't quite carry them, does it? <laughs> no, it's the, it's the effort. I can appreciate. It's a bit like handbags. Don't do handbags. I can appreciate. <laughs> I can appreciate something, but I don't actually do it. Yes. I can, see, I can understand and appreciate the effort that these sportsmen and women put in to achieve their goal. And yeah. that is what is astounding, the effort and, and the time that it takes for them to be the best that they can be. Mm. And we'll touch more on that in a bit, I think. Mm. I've got some thoughts on that, but mm. I know the next little excerpt touches on it a bit more. So let's go back to the talk for a bit, okay. and then we'll unpack that right. again in a minute. Mm -hmm. QVT. So going on to his ministry, in Jesus' day, it was common for rabbis to have disciples and um, they would spend all of their days and nights with them. They would watch everything that the rabbis did, the way they spoke, what they taught, how they lived. And they essentially wanted to be just like their rabbi. They would imitate him. They would uh, learn to look and sound, behave just like him. So when Jesus began his ministry, he also chose disciples, but he chose a very simple, young working class men and asked them to follow him. And he took them on a really intensive watch, listen and learn from me journey over the next three years. Following his death and resurrection and immediately before returning to his father in heaven, he blessed his disciples and commissioned them for their action and they would continue to walk in everything that they had learned. But Jesus does remind them to first wait for the promised Holy Spirit to come because he was going to be their comforter and their guide and their power in his absence. Matthew 28 verses 18 to 20. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. As people who love Jesus, we too are on a lifelong spiritual journey and we're learning to imitate him. Uh, and it's this, it's this new life, it's following his direction, following what he did, how he approached things, um, taking all those things on board and we can do that through reading the scriptures through praying listening to god through sharing our lives with others in a transparent way of course matthew, matthew 28 is our mission too it's the great commission and as we are transformed so are the people around us but this new life is always in the knowledge that it's by grace that we're loved forgiven saved and reunited with our heavenly father and it's by the holy spirit that we are guided and empowered to do these works. And the thing is, we don't 
just impersonate Jesus, we become just like him, a new creation. So perhaps we could take some time to think, am I increasing in wisdom and stature and in favour with God and with man? Am I reflecting Jesus in my life? Am I still being transformed or have I hit a plateau? In what ways am I changing? Do I need some help? These are things that we can discuss amongst our, our friends and in our belonging groups. Okay, mm-hmm. quite hefty stuff really, what we're talking about, mm-hmm. in, a, in a way. Yeah. I mean, it can be broken down, Yeah, but it could be. I mean, essentially, what we're talking about now is, am I committed to pursuing God? Mm. And as I said earlier, you already said you don't do sport, but we're going with the Olympic analogy. <laughs> if I was training for a sport that was my gifting and you were training for another one, mm-hmm. if we trained in the same way, it would not be helpful. So I think for some of us in answering that question of you know allowing the Holy Spirit to guide and empower us and, and to know that we are loved, we, God might ask us to give up different things and to live out different way in our lives in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, something that's okay for me might not be okay for you. Mm. Um, and I think it's good to think about that when we're talking about being transformed. Uh, for instance, I know that I go on social media too much. I will sit and I'll scroll through it because it's mind-numbing Mm. And it's in a form of escapism, say. I know that that's not good for me. That's a hard habit to break. Mm. And really, I need to be knowing that it's okay to make that mistake. (laughs) I'm still loved when I do that. Mm -hmm. If I have a bad day, there's always tomorrow. But I also need to allow the Holy Spirit in on those moments Mm. and not feel shame about that or whatever um, in that moment. And there'll be different things for all of us. I mean, there's going to be serious things in our lives that this is going to be coming in on I use that trivial example but it isn't trivial really is it I suppose not if it's one of those things that sort of sucks your life away and often stuff on computers it can do and it's a distraction and Mm. and perhaps there are other things that we could or should be doing Mm. and it's not a kind of a legalistic thing it's just that again there are there are neurological issues about spending loads of time on screen because it's a very isolated situation Mm. I mean, you, you might be, yeah, you might be communicating with somebody on screen, but it's not the same as walking into a room and seeing somebody's face light up because they're pleased to see you. Wow. Um, I'm just thinking then, like, the implication of this on the past year or more, where we haven't had that, where we've perhaps, you know, used the word isolated, people have literally been isolating, where you haven't walked into a room mm-hmm. for days where someone has smiled at you or, um, you know, particularly if you live alone... Um, the ramifications of this and are quite significant really mm. if that's what we're saying that God you know that the blessing his face shines upon us mm. if we're talking about that and that's how we are transformed and, and not just through truth and and choices mm. while they are good things without with that absence of love and and it's it's quite um, I feel like I'm in a revelation moment right Ooh. now I'm having it I'm having a moment <laughs> yeah no, yeah. but it's serious, isn't it? It's serious, yeah. And, and, you know, we know it's been a really, really difficult year for um, everybody. Really difficult year. And we're now just starting to kind of get into meeting up with people. But a lot mm. of people are anxious, aren't they, about mm. meeting up with people. Yeah. 
But it is in those relationships. It's in our relationships with our our friends, our family, our our church members. Um, That's where stuff happens. Mm. It happens in our groups when we're chatting. And uh, there are little neurons firing all over the place in those conversations. And Mm. and God speaks. God speaks through other people to us. Mm. Um, So it is, we would, you know... We know that Jesus and the Father and the Holy Spirit, they were a community and we were meant to be in community. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. And be really on that journey together, that spiritual yeah. journey. Yeah. You can't do it alone. No. Because, you know, you can't be accountable to your... Well, you can be accountable to yourself in a sense. You should be accountable to yourself. But you need to be accountable to others in this journey. Yeah. You've got to have the other voices. You've got to have people that you trust, that you can be transparent with, that are you can share... Mm. because you could easily go off on a bizarre tangent thinking something's perfectly okay yeah when actually it isn't and 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 those things can creep in oh i was just gonna say that i was literally just gonna say that um there's a talk on a course that i did called dna which we spoke about in the last episode Uh, we had a trainee for milder and one of the talks is literally about that like little foxes coming in Mm. and just stealing your joy and 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 getting little niggles in there on all sorts of things behavior wise that we can just fall fall prey to everybody can it's not like we're talking about just one specific type of person here this is all All each and all every one of us Mm -hmm. and without that love shown to you know i need to be able to go to someone my darkest moment and say I'm having these bad thoughts or whatever it is and I need to know that that person's going to be like this is not okay I love you you're great no I'm joking they wouldn't say I'm crazy hopefully (laughs) but you know to know that I'm still loved and and that there is hope and forgiveness and all of that beautiful thing that we promised in the gospel that transformation can happen I am on that journey that we're talking about that spiritual journey I'm moving forward despite feeling sometimes that I am in fact, moving backwards or paddling around in a circle. <laughs> I am moving forward. We are yeah. moving forward. It's yeah. a spiritual journey together. Yeah, it is. Um, but there are choices that we can make as individuals and there are choices that we can make corporately and we yes. can help each other and support each other in that. Mm. Yeah. It's exciting. It is exciting. I feel like it really has been a revelation moment. Thank <laughs> you. We've got one little clip left, haven't we? And then we're going to just address maybe some attitudes and behaviours that me and you need to change. (laughs) So come back in a minute. (laughs) I'm going to finish off with um, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 24 to 27. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer boxing in the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and I make it a slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Thinking back to the Olympics, there was nothing more disappointing than watching athletes who are trained for years just messing up, or dropping out, or being disqualified, or missing a medal by 0.001 of a second. And yet there was nothing more powerful than seeing teammates rally and encourage each other across that finishing line. So let's us continue to reflect Jesus and stand with each other and support each other and encourage each other as we run the race for Christ 
and aim for that prize. Wow, that was a good strong ending. Let's run the race. I feel like, how can you not want to do sport now? <laughs> no? Kind of in my mind I do, but in reality. Oh, just, yeah. just me then. Um, I think that's been really impactful. I think the thing that I've probably want to talk about to how this applies to our lives and how we live this out is the question are there any attitudes and behaviors that we perhaps need to change um that's what was coming to mind as i was hearing you talk about this about <laughs> running this race like actually it's easy to just ignore those and be like deal with them later <laughs> or like god will i'll have a moment where god will just convict me and it'll all be fine <laughs> you know we don't i don't feel like i actually sometimes sit down take point reflect mm. on where I am at and what I need to do and move forward mm. in this and invite God into that mm. does that make sense yeah. like sometimes I feel like I wait for that moment in church where it's like this is a really great worship moment and I'm just like oh I'm so bad at this or something <laughs> and God just comes in then whereas actually I can take stuff to him I can run that race yeah. myself mm -hmm. do you think there's anything that comes to you I'm, I'm gonna I'll ask the questions and I don't have to answer <laughs> that's what I'm thinking if I ask you um, I suppose something I've, I've become aware of it. Our youngest daughter's been living with us for uh, the last year, and she's lovely and delightful. And of course, a different generation. And, mm. and you know, our younger people have very different um, worldviews to life than than we do. And um, I've been picked up a, a couple of times with <laughs> comments I've made, and she calls <laughs> she calls me. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to say it now. <laughs> Judgy McJudgson. <laughs> Judgy McJudgson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you don't even realise you're coming out with the comment. No. Mm. I, I oh, that's, that's <laughs> tough. That's <laughs> tough. That's really bad. That's really hard. And yeah. it's just, you know, it can be something on telly or, I don't know, just odd stuff. Oh, and she's just like, all right, Judgy McJudgson. Yeah, she comes in with that. And it, it's really, really stopped me in my tracks and had to m make me reevaluate because I, d I don't think of myself as a judgmental person, but clearly I have my moments. Mm. And, um, and so, yeah, that's something that God, I think, is dealing with oh. me. And it's not a matter of necessarily agreeing with her viewpoint, but it's actually stopping and making me think, why am I saying that? Where is that coming from? Is yeah. there any truth in that? Where's the love and the grace in that? Mm. So it's making me really think, so yeah, that's one. That's oh. one thing I'm prepared to confess. You see, I think I'm a bit like your daughter in that sense. I just say things, and it's a bit too much. Like I need to just maybe I'm the opposite of that. I need to like <laughs> hold in my judging with jokes and comments because I'm like <laughs> a bit too. It takes one to know one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, I th I think for me, I think that's really powerful, and I am going to reflect on that because actually I think I am like that. Um, but. I think I, I really overthink things. Mm -hmm. Like I can go down a rabbit hole. Mm. I can I yeah. can go from like I'm one of them that can go from A to Z in about <laughs> three seconds flat. You know, no, yeah. but it's not good, is it? No. I don't seem to have the the self discipline to kind of stop myself before mm -hmm. I get there, which is what I need to do. When I and it's like sometimes now because I'm aware of it, I'm almost like I'm going. I'm just, I'm going anyway, you know. Like I'm just like somebody stop me. Yeah, like it's, I have the self. It's really bad. I have the self awareness. I know I shouldn't be doing it. I'm just like, well, it's gonna happen. I'm just gonna feel bad about it afterwards. Like seriously, yeah. I, I I need help. Yeah, that's why we need others around us. Yeah, yeah, encouraging oh, us. That's true, and that takes a level of 
I think you touched on it earlier, like transparency, mm-hmm. because actually we're being quite transparent here, hopefully, <laughs> bearing our weaknesses on on uh, on camera here. But if you're not transparent, then nobody knows, and it's quite nice to have nobody know and just no. dwindle on, but that we're never going to be transformed no. if we don't let people and let God in on those areas. No, no. There's something in that book, I can't remember whereabouts, about um, our personalities and how our personalities can change according to sort of the influences mm. that we're under. And um, But our character is something that, that God can change in us. Wow. And, and I think that's part, you know, partly to do with the sort of like screen time and stuff and, and social media these days where you can create a different identity for whatever means because nobody's really getting to know you. And then it's very difficult to to know yourself mm. but actually as, as Christians we we should be exactly who we look you know there, sh- there shouldn't be any yeah. smoking mirrors people should be able to see us and know us as we are and and it's it's being aware of that as well and wanting that character growth um, and not not being shifty and not being a different person when mm. we're at home behind closed doors yeah. and stuff you know we have to have integrity don't we mm. and, but we can't make ourselves do that we need God's help to yeah, do that. We need you've got to want spirit. it. Yeah, yeah. There's so no point trying to. It, you've got to be real with that, haven't you? Yeah. You've got to come to that point where you. The first thing is admitting it. <laughs> <laughs> it's feel like this has just been therapeutic for me, and you were just confessing all our things that we need to get rid of, yeah, and then on the sofa. We ought to call it on the sofa. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, mm. we're going to move on now. <laughs> now we've had lots to think about, and yeah. I, I thank you for that. Okay. You've got a lot to take away and. Mm mull over and hopefully take to God yeah um but now we're going to move into our hot gospel slot Mm -hmm. this week Mm -hmm. which will be all about transformation so just take a minute now you've heard us ramble on for a while about all of this stuff just just read what it says listen to the words or whatever and take in what God has for you um we'll be doing these slots every every episode and they're going to be slightly different each time, but there'll always be some sort of prayer at the end. And if you feel that you want to uh, say that, please do, and please get in touch with us if you do, because we want to hear about that, and we want to chat to you more about this this hot gospel topic. Mm-hmm. It's a great gospel. Oh, it is. <laughs> Shine upon you, be gracious to you, Lord.
yeah, thank you, uh, Julia and Emma, for that. That was uh, really great. Uh, if you want to, you can check out the uh, talk on the website. And if you want to know more about the Hot Gospel, just comment below or um, message us on our website. And now Danny's going to lead us out into some worship. Um, and what better way to finish with his uh, favourite song from earlier? We'll see you next time. Bye. of hearts to the depths of the sea creation revealing your majesty from the colors of fall to the fragrance of spring Every creature unique in the song that he sings All explaining Indescribable, uncontainable You place the stars in the sky and you know them by name You are amazing God All-powerful and untamable, awestruck we fall to our knees as we humbly proclaim, you are amazing God. Who has told every lightning bolt where it should go? Or seen heavenly storehouses laden with snow Who imagine the sun and give source to its light Yet conceals it to bring us the coolness of night None can fathom Indescribable, uncontainable You place the stars in the sky And you know them by name You are amazing God And you're all-powerful All-powerful, untamable Awestruck we fall to our knees As we humbly proclaim are amazing God You are amazing God You are amazing God Indescribable Uncontainable You place the stars in the sky And you know them by name Cause you are amazing God Incomparable 
unchangeable you see the depths of my heart and you love me the same you are amazing God you are amazing God are amazing God you are amazing God